Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. This week we'll be bringing you a message entitled, Good Anger and Bad Anger. Your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael, will be bringing us this message from Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 18. So often in this book of Proverbs, we're exhorted to control our anger. We as Christians are not to be wrathful or someone who stirs up strife. And yet, at the same time, there is a time for righteous indignation. Today, Pastor DeMichael will show us what the Bible has to say about the wrong kind of anger and the right kind of anger. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. All right. Uh, when I think of Proverbs chapter 15, the first thing that comes to my mind is always verse 1. And the Bible says in verse 1, a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. And uh, the reason I always think of that is it's right in the middle of the month, and uh, there's hardly a time where I read that where it, it doesn't cause me to think. And then there's been a number of times over the years where uh, very strategically it was right there when I intended to have a conversation with somebody or say something that uh, I might regret. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. It's a response. And uh, sometimes people uh, say something to us or do something to us, and we would tend to react. And Proverbs 15, 15, chapter 1 says, stop, reset, and realize that a soft answer will turn away wrath, but grievous words will stir up anger. Now, that's not our text, but that text is going to fit into this discussion before it's all said and done. Uh, our text tonight is Proverbs 15, verse 18. Proverbs 15, verse 18. And in Proverbs 15, verse 18, the Bible says, A wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. Now, let me say this about uh, anger, and we're going to talk about anger. We're going to talk about good anger. We're going to talk about bad anger. Uh, we're going to talk about cause. We're going to talk about effect, and we're going to talk about the cure. Uh, let me say this. The Bible says that, that Moses was the meekest man on all the earth. The meekest man on all the earth. Uh, meekness, we've seen, is power under control. Moses was a powerful man. In fact, I don't think you can give a greater demonstration of power anywhere in or outside of the Bible than, than when, a, when, when God says to a man, uh, quit praying because I want to wipe these people out. Uh, God, in an indirect way, is saying, your prayers are keeping me from pouring my wrath out on this people. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? Uh, how about Moses interceding when God's going to deal with Israel in a severe way, and then God saying, I'll tell you what we'll do, Moses. I'll wipe these people out, and I'll start all over again with you. I'll, 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 my chosen people will start with you. They'll start with your seed. Now, that's powerful, folks. Moses had great power. Moses saw God at the burning bush. Moses, before he died, saw God. And, of course, you remember, God had to hide him in the cliff of the rock because there was no way Moses could just look at God with his bare eyes straight on. It would be far worse than staring into the sun for a long period of time, it just burn your eyes out. He said, no man, can, no man can see me and live. 
So he got to see God's back parts, whatever that's all about. I don't understand that one. But Moses was unique. Moses had his own uh, private uh, funeral that, that God gave and burial that God did, and no one knows where the body is. Uh, he, was so, he was so beloved in Israel and so respected and revered that had the nation of Israel found the body of Moses, they no doubt would have started worshiping it. It would have been the worst idolatry that, Moses, that uh, Israel had ever participated in. That's the kind of man Moses was. He was a powerful man, yet he had that power under control. He was a meek man. He was the meekest man in all the earth. He could have wielded a huge stick over the people, but instead he used that power for their benefit. He used that power for their good. So he was a meek man. Yet consider this. Moses had some demonstrations of good anger in his life, and then he had a, a one particular demonstration that I'm thinking of some devastating anger in his life. Uh, the good anger was in Exodus chapter 32. He comes down off the mount with the commandments, and what are the people doing? Man, they're breaking them big time. And they're involved in idolatry, and they're involved in licentiousness and fornication and adultery and just wicked living. And uh, Moses sees this, and he, he tosses the commandments down. He's angry. Uh, it destroys the calf, and you know the rest of the story. Uh, that's righteous indignation, not unlike the righteous indignation of Christ when he went into the temple and cleansed the temple. So let's say right up front that we're not talking tonight about the absence of anger being a virtue. As a matter of fact, um, I, think, I think that is a growing problem in our country, a sort of a passive attitude toward everything. Uh, passivism, I believe, is one of the, the top 10 or so attitudes, and maybe even the top five attitudes in this country that's killing this nation. Passivism is not a virtue. Now, being yielded is, but there is a time for anger, and Jesus demonstrated it, and Moses demonstrated it. So we're not talking about the absence of anger, but we're trying to avoid the kind of anger that got Moses into a lot of problems. And you remember the second time that they got water out of the rock? The first time, Moses rightly uh, smites the rock and the water comes out. And, of course, that pictures Christ at the first advent, and he is smitten on the cross for our sins. The second time, God says, speak to the rock. Speak to it. He doesn't say smite it. He says, speak to it. Now, the picture there is Christ at the second advent. He's going to be the smiting stone. He's not going to be smitten the second time. So Moses is to speak to the rock. But Moses is already upset. The people have been murmuring. His spirit is provoked, and uh, he, he's just put out. And uh, finally, when he goes to get the water, he, he's decided that he's going to make a statement. Uh, he's going to let the people know how angry he is. And he takes the rod and he smites the rock against God's orders. And he says, you rebels, must I fetch you water out of this rock? And uh, he dishonors God. And God says, Moses, for that, you're not taking the people into the promised land. You can lead them right up to it. I'll take you on Mount Nebo. I'll let you see it. But you're going to die before you get a chance to take the people into the promised land. And, 
you got to know that bothered Moses. In fact, uh, Moses besought the Lord on that. And you remember what the Lord said? He said, speak no more to me on this matter. I don't want to talk to you about it. Now, I think, I think it, it, it's just funny to say, but I think God was conflicted about that. On one hand, he said, that's it, Moses. You're not taking him in. You crossed a line. I'm God. You're man. I mean, you're tops on my list when it comes to men, but you're still flesh, and I can't, I can't let you in. You crossed a line, and it, and it would violate an important principle, so I can't let you in. Yet on the other hand, Moses is a powerful man when it comes to prayer, and, and, and God didn't want to... I, I, I don't know how else to say it, folks. You got a better way of saying it. Let me know later. But, but God was kind of conflicted about it, and God said, don't even speak to me about this anymore. Forget it. Off-limits topic. Let's go on to the next thing. So Moses had good anger in his life, and Moses had bad anger. My point is this. All of us, all of us can and from time to time do have a problem with anger. Maybe you're the passive type. Maybe you need to learn to get revved up when something is wrong and a principle is at stake and God is asking you to take a stand. Maybe it's in your own home. Maybe it's out at the workplace. Maybe it's at school, wherever it may be. But you need to take a stand for what's right. Doesn't mean you have to take a ball bat and beat a wall, a, a hole into a wall. You know, it doesn't mean you have to, to be filled with rage, but, but there is a time for anger, and maybe you lean toward being more passive, and, and, and that's your problem with anger. Uh, some tonight, uh, you're, you lean to the other extreme. And uh, your sense of right and wrong and the injustices you see personally and all around you, uh, maybe you hang right on that edge. Maybe it just takes the smallest thing to trip your trigger and you find yourself getting angry too often. Let me say this. All of us have a problem with anger from time to time. So let's be careful we don't assume this applies to somebody else tonight. Let's apply it to ourselves. The best way to hate sin, folks, is to hate it in our lives. We want to thank you for being with us today. It is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Good Anger and Bad Anger. Your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael, has brought us a much-needed message from the book of Proverbs today one that we as Christians need to be reminded of on a regular basis. With the many pressures that each of us faces in this life, it is absolutely essential for us to be in control in every situation. And that can only happen when we learn to submit ourselves to God and walk in the Spirit. The only alternative to this is to walk in the flesh. And we all know what happens when we do that. We allow circumstances in our lives to overwhelm us, and as a result, it makes us useless for God and a stumbling block to people. Not something that we want as a Christian. If you'd like to order a CD of today's message, it's available for a suggested contribution of $5. Our address is Treasures of Truth, care of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, 1300 South Terry Avenue, Meridian, Idaho, 83642. And our phone number is area code 208-888-4545. Our webpage address is www.tvbc.org. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church. We welcome you to our services on Sunday at 9.15 a.m. for Sunday School 
at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship and preaching, at 6 p.m. for Bible preaching and teaching, and also on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for more Bible preaching and teaching.